Good morning, everyone. On this Sunday morning, we give thanks to God that we can be together to worship our sovereign Lord and Savior. May we be encouraged by the good news of the gospel message today. We warmly welcome all guests joining us this morning. Council has the following announcements. Regional Synod West is set to convene Monday, November the 1st. The Lord willing, all items for the agenda should be submitted to the convening Church of Smithers, BC, no later than September the 20th, 2021. And brother and sister Grant and Danielle Van Kamen have requested an attestation to the Canadian Reformed Church of Calgary. We wish you the Lord's blessings in your move. This morning's worship service will be led by our pastor, Reverend Julius Van Spronson. And in preparation for worship, we will praise our God with a singing of the pre-service hymn 77, all stances. rise for worship and lift up our hearts to the Lord. We begin this worship service by together confessing our dependence on the Lord. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We'll now sing together Psalm 33, stanzas 1, 3, and 4 as we praise God for his unbroken word and his steadfastness in his purpose. Psalm 33, stanzas 1, 3, and 4. Mm-hmm. 
saying how the Lord knows the hearts of every one of us, and he also reveals to us how he made us to love him and to love our neighbor as ourselves, as he reveals this to us in the Ten Commandments. God speaks all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers and the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant, or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his male servant, or his female servant, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. Here in this law, we also are led by the Spirit to confess our sins before the Lord, and let us do so in prayer. Almighty, most holy, righteous God, our Father in Jesus Christ, as, our, as your people, we humble ourselves in your presence. We recognize, O oh Lord, as we again hear these Ten Commandments, that you are very righteous, that you have created us to love you, to love all the people around us that you have placed in our lives and also those we don't even know. You've created us, O oh Lord, to live in harmony with one another and to show that we love one another in our words and our thoughts and our deeds, our actions, everything we, we do and say. And Father, as we again hear the Ten Commandments, you see how this bright light of your holiness also exposes our own sins. We are humbled before your throne. We realize, O oh Lord, that we are not here this morning because of our own righteousness, but because of your grace. We confess, O oh Lord, that our hands are empty, that we have done many of the things you have commanded us not to. And yet, Lord, we thank you that we may speak to you as our Father, that you have shown us our need for deliverance, 
and that you have revealed to us your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. That you have given us the Holy Spirit who dwells in our hearts so that we truly hate the sins that we commit against you. We pray, Father, knowing that our sins are forgiven in the blood of Jesus Christ and rejoicing in the depth of your love and the extent of his work. And we ask that you will guide us by your Holy Spirit in our redeemed life, that we may seek to glorify you as we also seek to live according to your will. We ask that as we turn to your word again, we may do so rejoicing in the victory of Jesus Christ. We thank you that he defeated death, Satan, the punishments for sin. He was punished for our sin in our place, and that in him we truly do have a new life. And we pray that you will guide us in this new life through your word, through your spirit, also in the reading and the proclamation of your word this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We'll now sing rejoice in the victory of our Lord Jesus Christ, celebrating his resurrection from the dead the singing of hymn 34, where we also rejoice and sing, for death has lost its bitter sting. Darkness, sin, and death are conquered. Hymn 34, all stanzas.
morning I preached to you the gospel as it's proclaimed to us in Exodus chapter 1, beginning a series on Exodus. And in connection with that, we'll first then read some of the context of our text. First reading Genesis 46. We could read the entire chapter, we'll just read the introduction where we see the parallel to Exodus 1. Genesis 46, it's on page 39 in the Pew Bible. Hear the word of the Lord. So Israel took his journey with all that he had and came to Beersheba and offered sacrifices to the God of his father Isaac. And God spoke to Israel in visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for there I will make you into a great nation. I myself will go down with you to Egypt, and I will also bring you up again, and Joseph's hand shall close your eyes. Then Jacob set out from Beersheba. The sons of Israel carried Jacob their father, their little ones, and their wives in the wagons that Pharaoh had sent to carry him. They also took their livestock and their goods, which they had gained in the land of Canaan, and came into Egypt, Jacob and all his offspring with him, his sons and his sons' sons with him, his daughters and his sons' daughters, all his offspring he brought with him into Egypt. We'll also turn a few pages to Genesis 50 and read the end of that Uh, book as well. Genesis 50, starting at verse 15 on page 44. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, it may be that Joseph will hate us and pay us back for all the evil that we did to him. So they sent a message to Joseph saying, your father gave this command before he died. Say to Joseph, please forgive the transgression of your brothers and their sin because they did evil to you. And now, please forgive the transgressions, the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. So Joseph remained in Egypt, he and his father's house. Joseph lived 110 years, and Joseph saw Ephraim's children of the third generation. The children also of Maker, the son of Manasseh, were counted as Joseph's own. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die, but God will visit you and bring you up out of this land to the land that he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Then Joseph made the sons of Israel swear, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here. So Joseph died, being 110 years old. They embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. We'll also read the summary that Stephen gave of this same history in Acts chapter 7, verses 1 to 22. Acts chapter 7, find that in the New Testament on page 914 in your pew Bible. 
Stephen was seized. The high priest said, are these things so? And Stephen said, brothers and fathers, hear me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he lived in Haran and said to him, go out from your land and from your kindred and go into the land that I will show you. Then he went out from the land of the Chaldeans and lived in Haran. And after his father died, God removed him from there into this land in which you are now living. Yet he gave him no inheritance in it, not even a foot's length, but promised to give it to him as a possession and to his offspring after him, though he had no child. And God spoke to this effect, that his offspring would be sojourners in a land belonging to others who would enslave them and afflict them 400 years. But I will judge the nation that they serve, said God, and after that they shall come out and worship me in this place. And he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham became the father of Isaac and circumcised him on the eighth day. And Isaac became the father of Jacob and Jacob of the twelve patriarchs. And the patriarchs, jealous of Joseph, sold him into Egypt. But God was with him and rescued him out of all his afflictions and gave him favor and wisdom before Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who made him ruler over Egypt and over all his household. Now there came a famine throughout all Egypt and Canaan and great affliction, and our fathers could find no food. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent out our fathers on their first visit. And on the second visit, Joseph made himself known to his brothers, and Joseph's family became known to Pharaoh. And Joseph sent and summoned Jacob, his father, and all his kindred, 75 persons in all. And Jacob went down into Egypt, and he died, he and our fathers. And they were carried back to Shechem, and laid in a tomb that Abraham had bought for a sum of silver from the sons of Hamor in Shechem. But as the time of the promise drew near, which God had granted to Abraham, the people increased and multiplied in Egypt until there arose over Egypt another king who did not know Joseph. He dealt shrewdly with our race and forced our fathers to expose their infants so that they would not be kept alive. At this time, Moses was born. And he was beautiful in God's sight. And he was brought up for three months in his father's house. And when he was exposed, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and brought him up as her own son. And Moses was instructed in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. And he was mighty in his words and deeds. As far as the reading of scripture, we'll now sing together Psalm 105. Stanzas 1, 2, and 9. You can see the similarity between... Acts chapter 7 and Psalm 105 as they both recount the entire history of Israel in those early days, making a strong connection between the promise given to Abraham and the experience of the Israelites in Egypt. We'll sing Psalm 105, stanzas 1, 2, and 9. <laughs> 